Hello and welcome to the Filmmaking Stuff Podcast, where you'll get insider tactics on how to make, market, and sell your movie without the middleman. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host, LA-based motion picture executive, Jason Brubaker. Today I want to talk to you about this elusive topic of film funding. With the Filmmaking Stuff community, uh, the different speaking gigs I give, the workshops that I put on, invariably there's a percentage of people that reach out to me and say, Jason, how do I raise the money? And so the answer to that question, unfortunately, is going to be different for you, just like it's different for me, just like it's different from every filmmaker you meet, because all of us have a different set of experiences, and we all have a different network of people that know us and trust us and, and like our work. But I will tell you this. Out of that percentage of people that are asking me to raise money, sometimes I'll say, well, how long have you been trying to raise money? And sometimes people are like, oh, two years, five years, six years, 10 years, 12 years. And I'm like, 12 years you've been working to raise money on that same project? What are you trying to produce? And you know, when we get into the conversation a little more, it, it's quickly revealed that the project that they are trying to produce is usually of a scope and scale that is beyond the, the, the particular um, experience and credibility that they currently have in the industry. So I'm going to go back to this concept that I talked about in previous podcasts, this idea of leveling up your career and making projects that are in line with the level that you're currently at. Now, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't think big. In fact, you should think really big. But there is a time and a place. I believe in walking before you run. Well, if you're talking about that analogy, you crawl before you walk, you walk before you run. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of people that are trying to produce the next Star Wars and they haven't even made a, a short film. So they have no credibility, they have no track record. And because they don't have any track record or credibility, they haven't quite built uh, the network of people that can actually support that type of project. So let me take a step back. Leveling up your career. Most filmmakers, if you're like me, you start out making short films and then you eventually make enough short films that you get sick of making short films and you get to the point where you look at all the short films you made and say, gee, I, you know, for all the short films I made, I could have made two features. And so that's exactly what you do on the next, on the next level. You know, uh, I call that your, your backyard indie level, right? You, you ask yourself the big question, given the resources I have right now, what is the feature that I can produce this year? And that forces you to think creatively, to use the resources you have. And now you go out and you produce your first, understanding that you always keep a safe set and never violate safety, right? You're always keeping a safe set. But you get through that process. You ask yourself that question. You make the feature that you can make this year. And now you have a backyard indie under your belt, a backyard indie feature. Now you might think that that's a big deal or it's not a big deal. I don't know, but I will tell you this, the minute you make that feature film, you are in the feature film club. It doesn't matter if you spent, you know, $1,000 or $100,000 to make that backyard indie, you're still in the feature film club. And that is going to allow you to gain confidence. It's also going to allow you to go out to a film market like the American film market that takes place in November each year in Santa Monica, California. So now you take your backyard indie out there because you have a product that you can actually sell in the marketplace and you start rubbing elbows with other filmmakers, you start meeting other distributors, you start getting into the industry to the point that, you know, through the course of that experience, you realize it's a really small world. So you start bumping into the same people that you met with, that you met with again. And next thing you know, you build some good contacts. Next year, you come out to the AFM. Maybe you did another backyard indie, but now you're bumping into the same people you saw the year before. They know you, you know them. And lo and behold, you're well on your way to building relationships, to building credibility, right? So 
usually when that happens and, and you're at a point where you're building those relationships and you're building credibility, now's the time when most people get a little bit more ambitious with their next project. All right, yeah, I made these backyard indies and you know I'd love to work with some sort of budget, even if it's a low budget. And so you start looking around um, with the intention to find somebody that can help you make a low budget indie. And this is something where you start hiring on professional cast and crew, et cetera, et cetera, to raise some money. Um, so, you know, again, just to take a brief minute here, what I just described was this idea of leveling up your career from a short film to backyard indie, and then going from the backyard indie to a low budget feature, but a low budget feature that would be preferably investor funded. So a couple key things that you got to remember here, and these are just some loose bullet points that I want you to keep in mind. And we can certainly talk about this stuff in more detail, but relationships, number one, people invest in people, not projects, right? People invest in people, not projects. Because you got to figure if you're going to go into business with somebody, you got to trust them, you got to like them, and you got to imagine that you're going to have to talk to this person, you know, for a few years. And, and so you got to make a good decision. Um, and investors, that's how they think about it. It's, it's a two way street. You got to like the people that are potentially coming in to invest in your projects and vice versa. Uh, they have to like you and trust you. Um, and then along the same lines of building those relationships, you may meet people that are more than capable of investing in your project, but for whatever reason, they decide to buy a rental property in Aspen, Colorado that they end up running out, you know, or, or something ridiculous like that, which to them, by the way, is not ridiculous because they evaluated what's called the risk to reward um, ratio for your project. And they realized that they would get a lot more rewards out of investing in another vehicle. But the thing is, that's never anything that you should take personally. All that means is this particular project that you're working on is not the right fit for that particular investor right now, but you have the relationship and you can always go back. Remember what I said earlier about focusing on relationships first? Not all projects are going to be the right fit for all investors. So focus on that relationship. If you find yourself that you've been like not working on anything for like the past year or two years, you're getting stagnant. And I would advise that you kind of go back to a lower level in your career. Maybe you make a weekend short film just to keep yourself active, just to get the, you know, just to get the crew together again. Maybe you decide, you know what, I, I it's been a while since I made a feature. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm having some difficulty with this other project that I'm trying to level up to. So I'm going to go back to making another backyard indie, uh, you know, this month, because given the resources I have right now, what is the feature that I can produce? While we're on the subject of film funding, one tool that you may use at some point in your career is going to be a movie business plan. I put together one with Tom Malloy, or rather I should say that Tom Malloy put it together and I'm, I'm helping him market and promote it, uh, but it's called Movie Plan Pro. You can visit movieplanpro.com and you can find out more about Tom Malloy's film business plan template. Uh, but that film business plan template, that product is today's sponsor uh, for the podcast. So again, you could check it out over at movieplanpro.com. And if you have any specific questions for me, as always, reach out. I'm Jason at filmmakingstuff.com. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Filmmaking Stuff podcast with Jason Brubaker. If you like our show and want to get more filmmaking info, make sure you check out filmmakingstuff.com and join us every week for new filmmaking tactics. Until next time, take action and make your movie now.